Ready to play, ready to play, ready to play, ready to play, ready What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Popcorn Watchlist podcast, where we discuss and celebrate our favorites in TV and film. I'm your host, Xavier, and we're back in the studio. And I'm joined by the usual suspects. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hello. That's What's Anthony. up? Danny. What's up, guys? Gentlemen. Back in his little corner, Zach. Back in my wheel corner. What's going on, gentlemen? So we had a little bit of homework. Uh, last week, I recommended an amazing comedy to watch so that we can discuss it today if we didn't catch last week's episode writing the the paul rudd hype train from ant-man and wasp quantumania i brought up a one of paul rudd's best comedies uh, it's a little known film from 2009 yeah from 2009 called i love you man uh this movie is one of my personal favorites of his and just one of my personal favorite comedies in general because of maybe it's the themes of just the corniness but the themes of friendship uh but also the wackiness of both paul rudd and jason siegel uh they make an amazing pair like they had a bit of that really fun kind of chemistry in forgetting sarah marshall and you know john hamburg and dreamers pictures decided let's make a movie about that and uh with that we got a chance to watch it. We got a chance to watch it all together. I open the floor up to you three. What did you guys think? I mean, you two specifically, because Anthony and I have seen this movie too many times. But what did you guys think? Yeah. Uh, well, well, Zach and I, it was our first time watching it. So uh, we got to see it yesterday all together, which is pretty cool. Um, I definitely had a fun time. Fun times were had fun for time. sure. Zach? <laughs> Uh, yeah, now I have seen like bits and pieces, like maybe like specific scenes here and there, uh, either on YouTube or Instagram or something. Um, but I, I hadn't seen like the actual movie in, in its entirety, but it was really enjoyable, really funny. It, it wasn't like a, like stupid comedy. It was actually like, 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 like thought out kind of comedy. Yeah, like it, everything had a sort of purpose. There were a lot of the callback jokes that we'll get into later. The cast, uh, was really uh fit every role that they were in there was just a lot of like f small gags and but at the same time a bit of that that you know honest to goodness natural emotion of just when people become friends it's pretty awesome i was i was quite impressed I was like man it's pretty cool um i remember i don't know anthony did we watch this in the theater the first time or i'm pretty sure we did because it was like uh it was, I think it was like the year before we, we saw Role Models and then the year after like, oh man, another another Paul Rudd movie. Oh, Jason Segel, we got to watch this. So I'm pretty sure we all went to the theater. Yeah. And I do remember like there were just like little things that just that that a lot of the <laughs> the characters say that are just so over the like they're just like they just strike the weird nerve in your brain that just makes you just laugh by like, <laughs> I don't know, like can't describe it without going right into uh everything that we want to talk about the movie but 
Um, yeah, it's Paul Rudd, Jason Siegel, uh, Rashida Jones is Paul Rudd's uh, love interest. You have, uh, you know, uh, it's funny seeing Zach's uh, reaction when uh, they find out John Favreau's in it as like a bit part uh, as Jamie Presley's husband. Uh, you have it's like right after he did Iron Man. Yeah, that was yeah. a year after Iron Man came out, and he, I guess, that must have been in the can for a bit. But you also had Andy Samberg, J.K. Simmons. Um, you have like Rob Hubel, like just in like the beginning of like peak Rob Hubel. Uh, Nick Kroll and Aziz Ansari play like these small like side characters. A lot of like just people that are now like really famous or at least uh, like did stuff with like UBC or Upright Citizens Brigade. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, uh, Thomas Lennon, if you've ever seen Reno 911. Uh, Joe Latruglio, who ended up starring with Andy Samberg on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Um, just a lot of, like, these these people have just been in a whole bunch of other small comedies or other funny stuff in general that, like, even, like, uh, like Matt Walsh is in there. He's <laughs> um, one of my favorite bit characters in this movie. But uh, he, uh, just, like, everybody just, you roll up, you're like, I've seen these people before. And uh, Yeah, especially if you watch really either The Office or Parks and Rec. Uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine, yeah, you'll you'll recognize a lot of these actors. Yeah, they like. I guess Michael Schur likes all of them now. They're like, hey, do you want to be in this? Yeah. Do you want to be in this? And those people show up in random stuff. Wait, wasn't Matt Walsh also in an episode of Community? Yeah, he was. The, the... He, I think he's one of the janitors, right? <laughs> no, he was the. Remember the trampoline? Yes, <laughs> the racist trampoline guy. <laughs> or he was the gardener. He was the gardener <laughs> that the secret garden, <laughs> secret trampoline garden. He keep what was he kept what, what was the one line he kept saying? It was like you have to. He's like, oh man, you just have a special ability to jump high. Don't, don't double bounce, and also don't double bounce. Watch Community. That's our uh, weekly reminder for every episode. Please watch Community. Uh, and then uh, that's what, yeah, it's directed by John Hamburg. Oh, and I'm forgetting the best like long extended cameo of all time, which is Lou Ferrigno. That was uh, surprisingly the Hulk. Yeah, the no, Hulk. it's the Luke TV Ferrigno. Show. He has a name. <laughs> he has emotions. No, it, dude, it, that was so much fun. Uh, but yeah, the uh, basically the whole story is about uh, Peter, who's played by Paul Rudd, uh, is proposing to his fiance now fiance, played by Rashida Do Jones, and she wants to, you know, organize the whole wedding, but. The whole thing comes to the realization that uh, Peter doesn't really have a lot of guy friends. He just kind of throws himself and ingratiates himself with the uh, female friends in his significant other's life. And now that he's getting married, he kind of it kind of through circumstances dawns on him that I need to somehow go and make friends. And the whole movie is building up with these hilarious situations of him trying to just be meet platonic male friends. And then he ends up running into uh, Jason Siegel's character, whose his name Sydney. is Sidney. Mm -hmm. uh, and he <laughs> meets him at Paul Rudd's uh, job, which he is a realtor. So he opens a open house, uh, hosts the open house for Lou Ferrigno's mansion that he's trying to sell. Uh, so then uh, he goes in there and just kind of like is kind of semi crashing in and just eat there for the spread. And uh, what he says is to try to pick up divorcee cougars. And uh, from there, they just they be they somehow just become friends because uh, Peter decides to just give him a call, and all of his phone calls are the most 
hilariously awkward uh, mishmash of words you could ever have a human being say. And it well, that's like twenty minutes into the movie. The, yeah. Um, after he realizes, man, I gotta get a bunch of friends to have groomsmen at my wedding and the best man. He goes on random websites or like like guyfriendfinder.com or something like that and meets an assortment of of different people and and I think by the time he meets Jason Segel, he's like I already went through like four maybe like four or five sort of mandates he's like i kind of i think i want to give up on this <laughs> he got catfished by an old man yeah <laughs> he got catfished by an old man that's a that old man's like this picture's from a couple of years ago yeah. like, really he's, buddy? he's like 90 <laughs> i'm 89 years old and he's just like i i just learned the internet about four years ago he did pretty good he's like you're really good at it now <laughs> yeah, you're really good at it now basically yeah just catfishing you to hell and then uh so his gay brother played by andy samberg uh, gets the idea to try to like just set him up with uh, people that he knows because he's a trainer at an Equinox in LA and he sets him up with Joe Lutruglio's character <laughs> and he has <laughs> one of the best traits in a comedy movie ever. <laughs> I can't even finish it. Uh, uh, he, so uh, I forget the guy's name but he's like no he's a really cool dude just go hang out with him. He's like no he's, he's Elmo and he goes like goes out to uh, an LA Galaxy like ML, uh, MLS game and uh, his whole thing is like his voice squeaks in in like strange patterns so he's just like here we go Galaxy here we go like and like he almost gets into a fight in the stands because some guy's like shut up he's like hey you shut up like it's, <laughs> it's so hilarious and then when he's at the gym he's like thanks for coming out man this is awesome this is awesome dude when he's yeah, at he the gym the whole movie dude yeah, when he's so at the gym great. Everything you got. Everything you got. <laughs> if we use this, this movie has a whole bunch of like little references that like Anthony and I will always make callbacks to because of just how memorable a lot of these lines were. Yeah, it's very quotable. It's indeed a quotable movie. And it's that's why I'm so happy that you guys got to watch this. And uh but like going through it, like uh some of like I kinda like want to do a rundown of some of our favorite parts because he and I can like not verbatim quote the movie, but it can be an entertaining exchange. But I want to know what you two guys thought about it. like Or like, what were some of the more memorable sequences or memorable scenes for you? I mean, what you were just mentioning, memorable quotes. I mean, slap of the bass. Slap of the bass, man. <laughs> the best part is like every time Peter put a, some type of accent, everybody immediately <laughs> assumes he's trying to be a leprechaun. Yeah, it's a running joke throughout the movie that whenever he does some from a weird voice <laughs> it sounds like freak the, the lucky charms <laughs> freak, freak get out of my car and into my dreams <laughs> they're doing this even, even just a single was like oh am i gonna go into your pot of gold he's like why does everybody think i sound like a leprechaun <laughs> the thing is like sydney's character so like matter of fact frank and honest that it's like refreshing because you see peter as a character is always like kind of like uh, tiptoe around things because obviously he's been around a lot of like effeminate energy and in a way that like he's never got the chance to kind of like uh just be have that be a dude and uh <laughs> and, and have energy. more of the yeah get the bro <laughs> energy on it and it was it's cool to see him kind of evolve on it like they start jamming out to their favorite band and they have fun walks down venice beach where sydney does not pick up after his dog and, and at all 
And uh, they, they end up having... I think they show it like three times where people just, step on yeah. his dog's poop. <laughs> each <laughs> time was a different reaction too. And each time... And like there's one point where it's in a different point And like it's that like, you know, every comedy has like the... All the cool stuff going on. And then you have the low point, And then it roller coasters back up to ends on a really great high. So at like the low point of the films, uh, Sydney, he's kind of walking alone with the dog. And this girl... <laughs> kind of in the on the beach steps on his on the on the, all the dog's crap and she's like what the hell she's cursing him out she's like clean after your dog <laughs> and he's just like he just ignores it just your dumb walking. ass scarf you, you asshole and he's just, he's just like sad <laughs> he's just walking around not caring it's uh, like that running gag was great um i remember I, this one it took me rewatching this one again to remember the the term he used for people who look like their dogs he calls them Bowsers, and yeah, uh, that's a little yeah, that's, that's no connection to no connection to the Mario, yeah, Koopa King Bowser, but it, it's so so good. Um, how about the the first mandate he goes on? Uh, it's uh, the guy is played by uh, Thomas Lennon, and he ends up. I guess that man mistakes it for a date. Oh yeah, the uh, his name was Doug. Doug, yes, <laughs> Doug. Yeah, we'll go to this uh, Japanese place. And he just starts, like, making out. <laughs> well, He's the just dinner, standing there. Well, the dinner, they both made it seem like they were trying their best, or at least Thomas Lennon's character, Doug, was trying to make himself look straight. And he was like, oh, man, look at the behind on that waitress. And then they both made weird looks at each other. <laughs> like, oh, man, she's so hot. And then, and then by the end of the date, you, you realize, oh, this guy's gay. He thought I was a date. And then he goes and, and kisses... Uh, Paul Rudd's character without him realizing he's like oh that's not what I thought this was dude the the callback from that to later on when they're on uh, I think the they're suit. in the Grove uh, oh. the mall of the Grove like the, in tuxedo shopping and he finds them at the tuxedo place it's like how dare you <laughs> it was the taste of betrayal <laughs> I thought I would have great kiss but it was the taste of betrayal no it wasn't it was the taste of betrayal you effing whore <laughs> and then Sydney's just enjoying it. He's just standing. He's like, there. I can't wait to hear that story. <laughs> He's just like, it's not what I, I want to know everything, dude. <laughs> it's awesome. Oh man! And like uh, Sydney's man cave. You never see. Funny fact about the movie: you never see any point of the inside of Sydney's house. house. It's yeah. only the man cave. It's a great man cave, and yeah. it is a stellar man. There's like two TVs. Like yeah, three. Yeah, a couple of TVs. Three. Are there three? Yeah. yeah. Couple TVs. A whole a- drum set. All the, guitars, guitars, all the guitar, all the yeah, guitar and bass, drums, double drums. bass. Yeah, he had a legit double bass. Did he, have, did he have like a pinball machine in there too? I think, I think probably. I think he most did. likely. <laughs> Pretty sure I saw one. And he had a he had a station also where he uh, relieved himself. <laughs> He's like, no, I don't bring women in here. I have a, I have a, I have a jack off station. <laughs> like, it's, no, like, he's like, that's not what this is. And it was great. It's like seeing like, again, like man cave. no yeah. women are coming here. <laughs> And it was like funny because at first you have like like Peter trying to like he stumbled into like the girls' night that um his fiance had and that's where he kind of heard everybody's like oh he doesn't have any guy friends like what's gonna happen it's gonna be an uneven uh bright you know like a wedding party and they, he kind of felt self conscious about it there but uh, uh still came up with the uh, Pepperidge Farm chocolate pirouettes, pirouettes. <laughs> Pepperidge Farm <laughs> so uh, dude uh, it's great just and then I don't know like. Me overall, like I like the movie because it's just like kind of what it, you know. Maybe we're biased because we're just we're, we're guys, but like there's there's a lot of really fun stuff. Just like the good like camaraderie there. 
yeah, it's good, a good awesome. bromance. Yeah, yeah. A bromance romantic, and a lot of a lot of comedy, fun, awkward comedy too. That Paul Rudd is like a master at. Dude, how about every dude? I think Zach's favorite was just like he's trying to make up names for Sydney because Sydney keeps calling him Pistol. <laughs> he's like, oh, Pistol Pete. Yeah, yeah, Pistol, Pistol Pete. Dude, what what was your favorite like attempt at like a nickname? I <laughs> they were all so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, th- I want to say it was I think the second one he came up with when they were in the man cave, because I I honestly don't know what the was it Jobin. Jobin or? was the first one. Jobin was the first. One. I, See I you don't later. know. Jobin. Yeah, it was when they were saying bye to each other at the restaurant after their first <laughs> essential yeah. mandate, and he's like, "All right, man. See you later, pistol." He's like, "See you later, Jobin." Job- <laughs> he's like, "Sorry, I'm drunk and I have no idea what Jobin is." <laughs> he's like, "I don't know what Jobin. I'm sorry." And then, like, he comes up with something else. He's like, it's better than Jobin. And then, I, yeah, I forgot, I forgot what the second one was, but... Because Jobin, I don't know... If, that's not a reference to anything, right? It's just no. A, it's a random word he came up with. A random word okay. he came up with. Okay. A lot of the stuff he he said was just randomly, like... It was just gibberish. You're like, like how'd random. you come up Yeah, with I wouldn't that? be surprised if the majority of the movie is... is like, like improv. Yeah. improv, yeah. Dude, like, um, the first like phone call he made to try to like meet up to go like, oh, let's go hang out. The longest voicemail ever. <laughs> yeah, it's working like a dog. <laughs> He's like, yo, call me when you have a mo. Mint, mint, like mo. Later's on the menji. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> Later's on the menji. He says to me, "What? Or I will see you, or I will see you on another time." <laughs> and he's like, "I'm confused. I don't know what you're saying." <laughs> and he's just like. What? Like, it's just he, the realization where he's just like, I don't get anything that's going on right now. Dude, it's so hilarious. Um, like, he's so out of his wheelhouse and trying to find a platonic guy friend that he just doesn't know how to navigate through this situation of trying to befriend some, you know, mid 30s guy. <laughs> Every time he, he just stumbles, it's, it's awesome. Dude, I forgot, but like, yeah, one of my favorite parts, and that, you know, since he starts becoming good friends with Sydney. He invites him over to the uh, like wedding. Uh, it's they have like a party. sort of engagement party mm-hmm. where everybody's at the at the that Chinese restaurant, and he his toast is the freaking speech. hilarious. Yeah, his speech is so hilarious because like beforehand, Peter like he's like, oh, he, they're talking about guys, they're talking about sex lives, and they're just like, I don't, I don't talk about that stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, my man, it's okay. It's like, well. You know, it divulges that uh, his partner doesn't do a certain uh, act, and uh, he gets to he gets to the point where he's just like at the thing, and he's just trying to very not so slyly imply that he she needs to reciprocate. And then John Favreau's character initially was like, "I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here." And then he gets to that part. He's, he's like, invested. Oh man, I know. <laughs> it's so good. He's oh, like. He's like, Peter's such a giving person, so just, uh, you know, return the favor. <laughs> give back. <laughs> You'll have a happy life together. Just give a little back. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's great. And he's just like, so like, looking at it, but you could see a little bit in his eyes, like, oh like, no, what did twitch? I just said? Yeah, like Sydney's in there like, what did I just say? Oh no. And uh, it was cool because then as friends, like he knows he kind of, he messed up there and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, and then uh, he gets, he's like, oh, that means now you have to come with me with my fiance on this double date with this girl, Haley. And he's like, I guess, fine. Yeah, he's like, you know what? You bring a good point. Like, throughout the me. movie before that, he, he had mentioned a few times that like 
he he doesn't like to play sports with women and so like he's like <laughs> doing this favor <laughs> yeah like that's all right like okay i'll go on this this double date playing golf with with this other woman <laughs> and that shows the level of friendship that's coming through like it's like you know what that i'm gonna go and embrace what is my hell to you know help appease and uh do get do a favor good favor for a good friend return the favor yeah return <laughs> the favor and well he's he said before he's like i don't do sport i don't like playing sports with girls he's like oh i don't like and that way like his he has his type is basically just a uh you know moderately wealthy divorcees he's just you know it's just, it's my type right now we're both looking for the same thing and it's pretty simple but then he goes they go on the double date and immediately he gets like whacked by a ball on his shin and it's like a huge bruise yeah he's just like this is my nightmare <laughs> this is my nightmare there's a massive welt and he's just surviving and then uh they get to a point where this girl Haley, like she's bad like she's just so bad at this and then like the other group of people are behind them and it's uh this guy yeah. played by matt walsh hurry up no he's like come on man you gotta get these ladies moving dude He's like, no, and they're all like, you know, they're trying not to create conflict, but they're still like, oh, let's try to do it. And then they get to uh, Anthony's three favorite words in sequence in this entire movie. <laughs> he says it like 10 times. It's so unnecessary. <laughs> what does he tell him? Ready to play, ready to play, ready to play, ready to play. <laughs> After the third one, he could have stopped. And I think he said it like another three times. He goes like, it's like five's the magic number of just like, <laughs> wow, this is really annoying. But like the camera's right on the guy, just ready to play, ready to play, ready to play, ready to play. Like for like a year, I thought he said ready to play. It's, I was like, what is he saying? <laughs> that guy, that guy's so impatient. Oh, and it's just and like he's just and then it's like the girl that's Haley just feds up and leaves. Sydney does the Willy Wonka. He's like, oh no, please come back. <laughs> oh, it's such a travesty. Like I feel so bad that you're leaving. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Oh, please no. don't go. That was that was awesome, and but and what's cool too is you see like Sydney's other and they had that whole thing where you know like oh let's go hang out on it's Sunday like oh no and then they all have like their own lives and then but Peter still like stays around with them and so you kind of also see that like oh yeah Sydney like has other people like he's at a point in life and everybody else a certain point and so he found like the kinship and bond with uh with peter and uh they've you know they go through fun and hilarious moments um i don't think like, there is there's and there's other stuff too like everything with uh what's the name of this guy's uh the other the other realtor that he's always uh tevin tevin, tevin. yeah what a name <laughs> <laughs> not kevin not devin it's tevin it's tevin and what 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 was the guys that made him famous to uh that as a fame or like a big realtor like how he how he marketed himself yeah throughout the movie he's trying to get paul rudd to split the commission with him on the lufrigno house he's like hey man i could help you sell it because he's better at advertising he's like hey we could go 50 50 in the deal and i could help you out and throughout the movie you know uh, paul rudd is like oh, i don't know i kind of want to do it myself he wants to prove to himself that he can do it and he also wants all the money the commission because he knows it'll, it'll be a lot especially because he's paying for yeah, the for wedding uh, and the space. Because at, at the beginning of the movie, I believe he uh, put a down payment on like a new a new lot for, for Cedar Jones' character to like move her, her business there. Yeah. So like he's paying for that and he's, attempt and he's paying for the wedding. So it's like, I needed 
I need to sell this house so I can get a lot of money. Didn't he say it was like um, he was doing advertising on like a like a bench? Like a yeah, he does. He he has uh, advertising on a bench, and he says he also uh, advertises on uh, urinal cakes. <laughs> and so he's like, "Yeah, man, you gotta put your face everywhere." He's like, "Hey, man," he's like, "Don't people pee on those things?" He's like, "Yeah, they pee on my face all the time." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "And guess what?" And they call me. He's like, "Hey, don't I, don't I recognize you before?" He's like, "Yeah." He yeah. probably peed on me. He goes, he goes, yeah. You just peed on my fr- you, You've peed on my face, friend. Like it, it was so like, ah, uh, it, it, it's God. Like the guy has no shame. But then that leads into um, Sydney asking for some eight thousand dollars. That's right. And we're all like, what is he going to use that for? Well, because he 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 was taking the pictures of uh of uh. Peter when they were doing when the, they were doing tuxedo, the, shopping. Like, the tuxedo um where he I guess he he pretended like he wasn't gonna take pictures like he was gonna do it at first but then like he's like okay we're not gonna do this anymore but he did end up taking some pictures yeah. which therefore he used to uh to use that eight thousand dollars for marketing for advertisements which they were great it what, what were what were some of the ones that were <laughs> give me a pose like starts to doing sell. some random like he's like nobody does that pose he's like do something <laughs> cool he's like he's like i don't know what i'm supposed what to do the, he does this like like, like if you've ever like played, he's cactuar like you've ever Final played fantasy. final fantasy like he the cactus or guy Cactrot. called cactuar like he's just like he just does he's like not running running pose like it was so stupid <laughs> it's like nobody does that he's like Act like James Bond. He's like, I don't know what he's James like, Bond does. What? And he does the whole gun thing, like the gun barrel thing. He's like, it looks like you're just pointing at the camera. <laughs> and then he's like, and he goes, think like Timothy Dalton. Ooh, T Dalt. Like, then, then he, he goes. Then he does his leprechaun it. impression <laughs> instead of doing a James Bond impression. <laughs> he's like, I am Bond. James Bond. Bond. <laughs> Bond. <laughs> he's, and that's where he does the get out of my car and into my dreams. <laughs> what do you say money he's like butchering all the lines <laughs> i can't and uh, oh, you got la's hottest realtor what was the other one he's like pistol pete like uh he's like oh he'll well, sell, he, he'll sell your condo sell and one. your mom's yeah. too oh, yeah license to sell and he's like yeah he'll sell your condo and your mom's too like <laughs> like there's there's such cheesy billboards but the then one where have, he's in like a speedo or like the full body speedo Oh, it's like, like, and it's like him, his body was photoshopped. Yeah, it's someone else's body with his face on it. <laughs> like him with sunglasses looking over into the side, like, and he's like this or whatever it was. Like, I don't know if he was pointing or just kind of like, like the body was like flexing or something. Yeah, it was a weird, like, you know, what are those arm poses? So this was at a point in the movie where, you know, like in usual rom-coms, there's some conflict that happens and then, um, you know, the two main characters split apart. For, for a moment and so at this point earlier in the movie uh, Jason Siegel's character asked him why he was marrying Rashida Jones's character and he was like oh, I'm actually not sure and then when he confronted his fiance hey why are we getting married she freaked out she's like you don't know why we're getting married that's kind of strange and we're getting married in two weeks and so they kind of split off for a few scenes of the movie and then uh, Peter Clavin Paul Rudd's character then gets mad at Jason Segel. He's like, hey, I, I just mentioned this to her. And he's like, and she got mad at me. He's like, hey, you shouldn't have done that. And then he also realized that same day, oh, this is what he used this, this eight grand for, for all these billboards. And so to him at that moment, he thought it was like, a, he's like, great. So my relationship is 
is doing terrible and now it's like this embarrassment of my career with all these random billboards and yeah so he's just like hey man i don't yeah pretty much like hey man i can't handle this i don't watch you at my he wedding goes, anymore yeah he's like i he's like we need some time apart and it's best you don't come to the wedding i was like oh that that hurts and like that was after the this whole thing where there's this uh they're going down venice beach and they see tevin with lou ferrigno like trying to muscle squeeze <laughs> in on the deal and uh sydney is kind of uh, standing up for Peter and like getting in Lou Ferrigno's face and keeps calling him Hulk and he's like my name is Lou my name is Lou Ferrigno and you know he's trying to really just like hey you know back off and then at the certain point like <laughs> Sydney try because Jason Siegel's a tall guy but you know Lou Ferrigno's bigger so he tries to throw a punch and then immediately gets into a chokehold to sleeper hold yeah and like he's he's on the phone with his fiance he's just like yeah it's sydney he's fighting lou ferrigno and he's just like ah he's really strong who would fight lou ferrigno who would fight lou ferrigno <laughs> and it's just like this whole hilarious moment and like that on top of the whole that that he's worried that the whole commission is gone he can't uh open up a new property and then he can't Go ahead then and, you know, set up the future that he wanted for him and his and his uh, future wife. And he's that's why he, you know, he's sort of this whole guarded up, closed up and, uh, you know, freaking out moment. But uh, it all resolves wonderfully in the end. Because um, the whole idea is just like, you know, you always have a best friend. Uh, even Peter's dad. There's a great scene with Peter's dad played by J.K. Simmons is uh, talking about his best friends. And he's like, oh, my best friend is the other son, the, the gay son. He's like, and my friend Hank Mardukas. I've spoken to him on the phone for over 20 years. He's like, oh, so Robbie is your other best friend? And he's like, mm-hmm. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> like, every time. It's a just, weird name. <laughs> and Hank Mardukas. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And then at the end, he, he does it again. He's like, now you're my best friend now, too. And, and Hank Mardukas. And he's there at the wedding. <laughs> he's there at the wedding. Hi. <laughs> he's like, you two are my best friend. And Hank Mardukas. <laughs> But yeah, it got to the point that by the end, uh, they were still going on at the wedding, and Paul Rudd goes back to all the failed um, mandate attempts from the beginning of the movie, and, and they're his groomsmen. Yeah, they all became his groomsmen. Even you know, uh, here we go, Galaxy, the, the guy. guy from from the gym, yeah, the, the old, old man, like, Lou Ferrigno, and Doug. Doug even became one of his groomsmen. So <laughs> that's that's like, great, Lou Ferrigno. And then Doug was just like, "Hey, if you don't have my number, find me on Facebook." Like because Peter's. Like everything turns around because Sydney's gambit worked and everybody's calling him and he, they're closing out. He's becoming like a massive big realtor. And so uh, he grabs these guys over. But uh, the whole idea about slapping the bass is because they, he and uh, Peter and Sydney jam out to Rush and they actually go to a Rush concert. And it's funny because for once it feels like, uh, you know, his fiance, Peter's fiance now finally feels like she's like sort of like the odd man out. And, you know, she's not used to that. And so she she's really like, oh, my God, what's this? Why, why is this sort of like happening? You know, like it's uh, it's just funny seeing Zoe's just like these guys are having these, you know, weird bro moments. And I don't get it. You're licking his air base. He's like, what other guys were licking other people's air bases? <laughs> Come on. And why do you have the air base? Why do you play it so high? It's like, because that's how you air base. Yeah, I play it normally low. But gotta, it's, it's, and that was the whole time where she's like, how would you do Jamaica? And she's like, Big time. <laughs> it's so bad, too. Big time. That's probably the best scene in the movie. It's just it's slap at the bass. Stop it now. Okay. She's like, no, sounds kind of like a leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, a leprechaun. Again with the leprechaun. And 
Uh, so yeah, like the whole thing, he's really good at playing bass. So he's out there slapping the bass. Yeah, that one funny scene where Rush did a surprise concert in, I guess, in LA in the area they were in. And so he's like, oh man, we have to go to the concert. But it's my date night. Yeah, so it's HBO night because it's Sunday. We do HBO night. So do we. And he's like, dude, you can watch HBO whenever. And he's like, dude, it's the, the holy triumvirate is in town. Uh, and so the funny scene where he's like, can I bring my fiance? And so all three of them go to the Rush concert. And of course, Parrot and Jason Segar are going crazy, jamming to the songs. And At one point, Peter just- is on Sydney's <laughs> shoulders and they have like a massive double man. They're just in the concert and she's just in Zoe's looking at this in sheer disbelief. Yeah, her face is like, what the hell are these guys doing? Dude, it's the movie's so good. I freaking love this movie so much. And then when they're when they're, you know, split up, you got uh chocolate. Yeah, because he's like chocolate. My favorite what was he saying? My favorite uh What's your favorite like what what was your favorite like favorite day? Favorite movie favorite moment is like, oh, when we were what was it? Yeah, what was the, the the sequence? Like we hung out in from the beach or something, and then we we just like drank some wine and watched chocolate. chocolate. You mean chocolate? <laughs> He's like, no, chocolate. But Johnny, that Johnny, <laughs> Fufu Johnny Depp movie. It's like, yeah, chocolate. It's, it's such a good movie, and that's the time where they're having their falling out, and like these are it's this movie was like a lot of these little things between like the friendship also that Anthony and I have because, uh, fun fact. During that time, he's like, "Oh, I need my season two of Lost back because uh, you know Zoe hasn't seen it yet." And throughout all the years, and Anthony was the guy lending out the Lost DVD collections to everybody. And so, like the moment they brought that up, I remember us in the theater before Netflix, up. guys. Before Netflix, that old before Netflix. Anthony was the physical Netflix before Netflix. <laughs> and dude, it, I remember us cracking up because it's just like. That was a thing. I was, I was like, like, "That's me. That's him." <laughs> like, you haven't seen Lost yet? Here, season one. Yeah, it's already here. It's just, it's a given. Watch it when you want. Um, yeah. I, don't I, know why he kept the sleeve. Yeah, what was up with that? I don't know. He, <laughs> he took it's it like, off. Can I get it back? He's like, like, "Sure." He he goes to his man cave and gets it and takes off the sleeve and gives him the actual case with all the discs. I was like, oh, "That's weird." I guess just so you could see it in the, <laughs> in the movie. And one of one of my favorite things was uh, uh my favorite things at the very end. Is when Sydney shows is there at the wedding, and like uh, they're doing their whole like they're professing their like bro love, their bromance like uh, together, and they're just like I love you, dude. And he's just like I love you, Brosive Gables. I love you, Tico Broham. <laughs> like it's just they're just the whole, and then the, they're like interrupting the in the whole the wedding, wedding. But he's like, like this is nice. That's enough. That's enough. Oh no no, we gotta stop now. But like they're going like I want to know half of like I forgot part of that. A lot of that was all like improv. I love you. I love you, uh, bro, Montana. It's uh, there were just a lot of the fun stuff in there, man. It was really fun. Um, I, I like. I think we kind of skipped it, but I like how he gets the call to come to the wedding, and he's already like on his way. He was already <laughs> set suit. on like I gotta come yeah. to the wedding, like, man. Like I'm Rashida so Jones sees that Paul Rudd's character is like sad that. His best man won't be there. And so what was like, he doing in the corner? He was air guitaring. He was air. He was slapping the air bass. And so but she, like sad slapping the air. Yeah. Like, so she felt bad. She's like, yeah, he really needs to come. And she was. She decides to call him, and he was already on his way. He's like, yeah, I'll be there soon. I'll, I'll see. Yeah, yeah, I might I'll probably to make it around. towards the end. I'll, I'll meet. I'll be there by the vows. And he's just he's on, like, his, on his on his, his Vespa. little Vespa. <laughs> he's riding a Vespa from the beach to that resort. Um, but yeah, the the dude did it, man. He knew. He's like, no, I got to do it. And but before that. 
he actually sat down, got a little, you know, in touch with his feelings and watched Chocolat. <laughs> Not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No, no. Chocolat. No, <laughs> he watched it and like enjoyed it. He was like, stupid, but he had like a smile on his face. <laughs> the, the funniest part. It was part, delightful. It, it was delightful. <laughs> the funniest part is when he's walking down the aisle and he's like doing the, the, the one, two step walk. I was like, what are you doing? You just walk up there. <laughs> and, uh, the best part he mentions, like, I even saw Chocolat. It was delightful. And the whole bridal group is like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, it's really good. They're like, what? And then who? Wh- what was it? Uh, even Doug was like, oh, it's a very, very good film. Very good film. Like, <laughs> it was freaking great. Like, all the little call, like, all these little, like, mini jokes and these mini, like, fun, awkward, situational things uh, were just awesome. It, yeah the movie on it just co- is cohesively great from beginning to end like oh, all, oh and tied it up at the end at the, we can uh we can attest to the fish tacos that they had at that restaurant they were as uh sydney f- says the tits uh he's like oh be it's like the picos like, yeah you got to use your hands and for years anthony's like what well, i have to make the tacos like anthony you have to use your hands they said it in the movie like, yeah i don't want, i want them to make it yeah we no, we went to that restaurant together. yeah we went there like during like uh, late or late morning like early, very early lunch um it was great i had a yeah it was, it was awesome man uh was it james beach yeah yeah we went to james beach and uh, that's a plug quite good quite good the, the plug for james beach good key lime pie too key lime pie in uh la surprise yeah exactly key lime pie in la uh yeah Ven- that, that was a fun little trip down venice beach but uh overall yeah this movie is one of my favorites and i figured you guys would have loved it too. What was your guys' favorite scene or like interaction that either Paul Rudd or Jason Segel did? Because the movie's a bunch, of, just like a bunch of you know little interactions between between them two or between them and other characters. So I loved would, I loved all the all the awkward moments uh, that with Paul Rudd and trying to be cool and <laughs> <laughs> trying to think like what what would a cool guy say in this moment? And then he just completely fumbles it yeah man. every time totes totes my goats <laughs> <laughs> it was just so awkward but so funny like th- th- those were done really well he's he is really good at at uh at playing that awkward uh the, the, those awkward roles like that dude and like but like you'd think you're like oh but like it's funny because like if, uh i think zach has seen it but danny has it but, like in role models he's kind of mm-hmm. like uh, uh he's cool the but sardonic like yeah. he's he thinks he's put like, together very but negative guy <laughs> yeah just like you know this sucks i kind of hate it but you know i kind of hate the thing where I'm, but uh like this one he's just like you know he's mild-mannered but not like really into it or starting but not really complete so to speak until obviously he meets his meets his best friend um yeah like all the, the i love the this Later's on the menu, like just and like he'd always like say like this weird inflection of words, and you're just like, what? It's great. Like I love well, that. Like Anthony that, said it. That line, I, I even said out loud. Like I'm, I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, like what does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. He's just like <laughs> later's on the menu, and then, and then he like quickly nods his head. He's like, I, I don't know what that. He's like, what? what? Like he hangs up. He goes, what was that? Like. He's like, how? Why am I so weirdly awkward right now? Like he dude, fences too, dude. Oh man, we even talk about the, the uh, his Gil. other Gil and the other guys. So like, yeah, like Peter fences. And what's funny is that like first he's just like very like, hey, good game, man, whatever. And Gil is just popping off. Like he 
he's like not taking the L super well. Pissed. Like super mad, just like F me sideways and God, that this is dude, it's it's great. Yeah. But then they're in the locker room, like, hey man, whatever, good stuff. And then like, you know, their group of friends going off doing their own thing. Yeah, that's where Nicole and Aziz Ansari is. <laughs> Aziz Ansari in these early, like late two thousand eight late two thousands, early twenty tens movies, he was always saying F you to somebody, and that was like the memorable lines. Like, do you remember Observe and Report? Mm-hmm. It's like he, F you Ronnie. Him and like he, he Seth Rogen. He would repeat it multiple times. Just like F you Ronnie. But uh it was like that whole bit there. Like it was it's so good, man. Like this movie and like uh we talked about Sydney's friends that they're like kind of like put together adults and um Zoe's uh friend uh played by Jamie Presley, her husband as we talked about is John Favreau, they do like a drinks and poker night kind of thing, and like Peter just cannot hang with that. <laughs> and he's but he's also like, I don't know, I'm playing poker and just like houses all of them. Just he's like, like, Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. he's just like I I why would you do that? Like just like completely like He's just like, you know, like calling, like getting hit by the scrub, like what he thinks is the uh, Barry is his name, getting hit by all the, what he calls the scrub tactics. But yeah, like those, all those little moments, like just add to just, they're just always funny. Like there's never a not funny moment. Like even him hanging out with his dog, Anwar, named after former Egyptian president Anwar Sadat. <laughs> like this, this, every little thing just builds and builds on it. And it's just uh, really, really great. Like even like, uh, we watched it with um, Danny's girlfriend and she was really like understanding a lot of like even like the, the girl stuff like the talk between girls and like how there's this stuff from relationships She's like oh this is really relatable and really funny and it's like you know it's just a testament just like she, it's funny she was like I don't plan on watching this and then she's like well sorry watch she's like no nah, I'm gonna watch this whole thing this is great <laughs> so um, yeah that was great like all the all the Jan, uh, John Farrow uh, moments are also it's so good, top tier. <laughs> when he a, throws up, such on a him. jerk, man. <laughs> Dude, they are he and his wife argue all the time, and all the, the they just have like they have really loud makeup sex. I need to get out of here. Like and he's just like you're gonna be a cheerleader tonight. And it's just like, <laughs> he's like it's like no, we're, we're, you know. And she's always it, like we're doing the light, just, just doing the lights poker. on. Just let him play poker. Let him play, like, and then she she'll pause and she's like okay okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do it with the lights on just like we did in vacation. Okay, like it's just like what? Like it's it's you seen things think it's dysfunctional, but it works. Um, yeah, like it's just it just feels really like real. Like it just seems really like like it just it felt like for it being a comedy, like nothing too completely over the top. Uh, yeah, like, like it wasn't trying to be funny. Like it wasn't. It trying was funny. Too yeah, hard it was to just be funny, funny like, and funny comedy. things happen, and you're like, oh, this is great. It's not like 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 things came up unexpectedly, but also naturally. That's that's what it that's felt it feels like to me. That's it, why it, it kind really of feels sticks. like watching a, like a like a Judd Apatow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Movie. And a lot of there's a lot of same people that are in Apatow movies in this movie. So. Yeah, I mean, it almost feels like Paul Rudd is a four year old virgin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and I think also in Knocked Up and yep. this is yep. forty and this is forty and Sarah Marshall. They're both in that movie too. Yeah. Yeah. They both eat tacos together in that movie too. <laughs> Fun little trivia. I hope I can be as observant as a. Uh, Sydney and be able to view when someone's about to fart <laughs> because he's like he's like oh man that dude's about to fart he's like Watch the leg he's like look he's clinching he's clinching oh oh, oh he's gonna he's signaling his uh, his girlfriend to go over there oh see oh yeah honey go 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 check out the go check out the kitchen I'll just be over here he's like wait for it lifts the leg it. like slightly watch the leg <laughs> that was play by play boom there's a fart <laughs> that was a cool and like he, introduction he, he crop dust yeah yeah he crops us he goes he's like I know my farts. 
<laughs> and then when the guy's like, hey, uh, it's a nice house, but I don't think uh, we're going to go with this one. And he's like, yeah, and it totally smells like fart. <laughs> 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 and the guy made a face. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and, and even the girlfriend was like, what is he talking about? It's just like he drives a Saab, which is a nice car, but it's not for a $4 million house. That yeah, was the I best part of another this house. This, this one's a little too small. What yeah. a great introduction to his character. To his character. like, yeah, it smells like fart. <laughs> See, that was that was one of the scenes that I had seen before. And I'm like, okay, I I, I remember this. Like it was something stupid, but like there like, was something funny and dumb about farts and all that. And what was great too is when Sydney leaves that the house, he just goes to random like other people going in. He goes, Hello. Like it was just it was just like out of nowhere. He's like, This guy's cool, kind of weird too. And you could see it in Peter's eyes. It's like, that guy's interesting. And like they exchange business cards and like, all right, it's cool. It's pretty, pretty cool, man. But uh, overall, like, I don't know, should we do like a scoring or is it sure. just like a, I don't know, man, like, I don't know if I should score. I can't, I can't score it, but I'll let, yeah. I'll open. It was the movie you I picked, score. so I'm not going to score it. You have to. No, that doesn't we, work. I scored the one that I picked. Fine. 8.5. We've all scored Ooh, it. I'm just going to say 8.5. It's really good. It's one of the better comedies I've seen in my life. So it's, yeah, there we go. I don't know. Right. I, I, I start off immediately. Oh, me? Yeah. Oof. Um, I think I would go 8.52, a hard 8.5. Oh, uh, very, yeah, it's, we saw this when we were like, when we were in college, easily, it, very quotable. So like we constantly throughout our friend group, like at FIU, we would always be coming back to the lines of these movies. This one, role models, Freudal Virgin, Wedding Crashers, like all those like mid 2000 comedies. But yeah, yeah, this one's, this one's pretty awesome. Nice. Yeah. Hard disagree with the IMDb rating of seven. Also, uh, random anecdote. I told you guys the other day that uh, like in 2016, I went to L.A. Uh, to visit a friend. And throughout in that trip, I, I got tickets to go see an L.A. Galaxy game uh, versus the <laughs> Seattle Sounders. And <laughs> I did not know they were going to do this. I just went because I wanted to see those two teams together because I know my uncle likes the Seattle Sounders. And oh, because... Dempsey was playing, and so was uh, Donovan. So those are two really good oh, nice. players that used to be yeah. in our USA team. And then, and then, <laughs> I think it was either halftime or just before halftime. The jumbotron goes onto somebody in the crowd, and it's freaking Jolo Chulio doing the same thing from the character of this movie, ramping up the the everybody in the stands. He's going, "Here we go, Galaxy!" And I was like, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like. <laughs> Is, do people like know about this movie enough for like them to understand what this joke is? And I recorded it. I have a video of it on my phone. I have oh, proof. You, it, ha you have to pull dude, it up one of these it's, days. Yeah, it was it. amazing. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I, I, the one time I go to LA and then I go to a random <laughs> soccer game and then this happens. I'm like, so I thought it was even, I probably thought it was funnier than most people that were there. But yeah, it was, it was amazing. <laughs> Surreal. I would have paid double the ticket like, just to know that go, would happen. Galaxy, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> like, here we go, Galaxy. Here we go. And the great thing is, uh, talking about another Paul Rudd movie, um, Role Models, Joe Lutruglio is in that one too. <laughs> and it's just like a like a sort of like a recurring thing of awesomeness. Yeah, he's in Super Bad. Yeah, he's he's great. He's in it's, Brooklyn it's, Nine Nine. And it's funny because like again, like uh we went to a Comic Con one year and we saw it was a it was a couple years after I Love You Man came out and we saw uh Lou Ferrigno. Lou Ferrigno. And he's, he's he was massive, and Anthony's trying to like squeeze by to take a picture, 
but his his sound was on, so he heard a, a picture of me, and like he kind of looked around. I was like, "Dude, get the yeah, I don't want to get." I ran away, dude. I, I was like, away. "I don't want to get choked out by Lou Ferrigno." <laughs> Wait, well, why? Why were you? Because it's one of those where like he's there for, for the... signings or pictures, and you have to you pay, pay for, for it. that. Oh, gotcha. but I was just okay. kind of just like doing a, a drive by drive by picture, <laughs> and I was like, but my my vibrate wasn't on, <laughs> so you heard that from my yep. from my camera. I was like, oh, crap, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good but yeah, but yeah. So, so what do you guys rate it I think I'll also give it like an 8 8 and a half nice um, I nice didn't things. you know this is the first time I saw it so I didn't get to see it back then but I feel like if this movie's on anywhere at any time I'll sit down and watch it and be like oh I gotta rewatch yeah, it yeah it's just one of those that you just gotta like stop Absolutely. stop surfing and, and watch yeah it's a bromantic comedy man yeah it's awesome yeah Bro it doesn't look comedy. a good bromance movie. I love the the montage. It was just like the montage of them like getting to know each other and jamming out and listening to Rush. It was like a couple minute montage of Rush like, music. Like when they're on the I love the they're, Sorry, yeah. they're on the 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 Vespa and they're just like yeah <laughs> yeah the the Tom Sawyer bit. It's just like and he's trying to explain it to Zoe. Zoe doesn't has never heard of Rush and he's like today's Tom Sawyer. It's like yesterday Mimi Warrior. Today's Tom Sawyer. Like he doesn't like. He's trying to like go in to sing it like Getty Lee, and he's, she's just like, "What the hell are you doing?" He's like, slap it, and then that's when you get the slap at the base. Slap the base. <laughs> you know, he, he's an axe man. Slap at the base. He says it like <laughs> ten different ways. He says it in every way possible. There's a at the very end of it, you can tell that like she's cracking, like like he broke, um, uh, Rashida Jones. Like it's it's like she's just there, like they kind of she kind of looks down, and then they cut to something else, to another scene. I was like, that's where he broke her. Like that's where it was. Like, it was too good. Because he's like, oh, yeah, I'll stop, stop. Stop the best. best, man. <laughs> so good, man. So, Zach, is it, a, is it a five, like Top Gun? It's a three. No. Oh, <laughs> Damn. Uh, oh, my. No, goodness, I'm, I'm on the same no way because you were, you were laughing now. a lot. There's no way. Yeah, no, nah, <laughs> I'm definitely on the same boat as everyone else. Like, eight, eight and a half. I, I'm going to go with eight and a half. It's yeah. definitely a really enjoyable uh, comedy, a, a well done comedy. Like I said earlier, not, not one of those, like, like dumb funny it's actually like like it's 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 more thought out and it's really good and and a and a cool story too yeah man that's i'm glad i'm honestly i knew you guys like it i mean it's a recommendation i kind of wanted to get something that everybody isn't but like eh, let's get a something that kind of break the ice with some of these recommendations especially you can get two perspectives of the film from both myself and anthony so i'm yeah i knew you guys would like it really really good nice uh, with that being said, uh, let's pivot over finally to close it out with Danny. It's now Danny's turn to give us a recommendation. Yes, it is. So I'm going to recommend a movie that came out in 2018. Ooh. Ooh. Not sure if any of you have seen it. Um, but this one is a really cool um, low budget movie. Uh, but the way that they shot it and the way that they do some of the scenes, it's very interesting. Um, they're just coming out with like a sequel right now. Hmm. Uh, not, I don't know if it's uh, related completely to like the same family, but uh, it's the same style. Movie's called Searching. Oh, oh yeah. The sequel now is Missing, Missing. Missing. but uh, this one's Searching. And you got uh, John Cho in, is the lead. And the way that they shot this film is all through like a computer screen, an iPhone screen, 
uh, security cameras. Yeah, any other type of camera. Like, yeah, any other camera that's not like a main camera. Um, but the way they did it was very interesting. And uh, the way the movie progresses mm-hmm. uh, as they're trying to search for his daughter uh, keeps you on your toes. So I want to see what you guys think of it. And I don't know if either of you guys have seen it. I've but. seen it, but I'll, I'll watch it again. I saw it I a while back. I have not seen it, actually. I have not seen the Missing, awesome. though. Cool. Yeah. I would uh I've not seen it. I remember seeing it and at first like, ah, this looks kind of hokey. But the buzz around it was really good. Yeah. For it being like a, a type of like mystery thriller. Uh sometimes you think like the way that that's shot, you're like, ah, this could be like very annoying or like not as good, but I I think they executed it very well. Did you guys ever watch Buried? No. Yes. Yeah. So that's similar to that. I was like, oh, it's going to be goofy mm-hmm. and then we watched it and we're like, wow, this was not what we expected. So, uh, m- we're looking at missing. No, searching. Searching. No, searching. 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 Missing, missing is, is the one. Yeah, yeah, it's out now. But missing searching. is out now in theaters. Yeah. Searching is what we're watching for next week. All mm-hmm. right. Cool. Good. All right. So, t- stay tuned till next time. We'll get our, th- my thoughts, especially, but no, just mine. No. But we'll <laughs> get the thoughts of the group around uh, searching. And uh, if you're listening in, give it a watch as well and give us your thoughts. We'd love to uh, hear what you guys think, what you all think as well. And best way to do that is reach out to us through our socials. Uh, check us out on Popcorn Watchlist on Twitter, uh, Instagram. And of course, uh, if you're listening to this on your podcast platform of choice. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, and, you know, check us out again next time. Stay popping. Later, guys. We'll